Welcome to the St Albans podcast, bringing you news, views and reviews for the city and district of St Albans. Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans podcast uh, with me, Danny Smith, and joining me on the show this time round, it's uh, Claire Hobber, our very own books correspondent. Hello, Claire. Hello, Danny. Hi. So uh, we are looking at books this month uh, from completely different cultures. If you've not heard uh, this part of the show before, indeed, if you've not heard the podcast before, then you may not know this, but Claire is a local um, author and creative writer creative writing tutor and uh, each month she comes onto the, the the podcast and she shares a couple of book recommendations and and she normally groups them around a particular theme so this month's theme is completely different cultures yeah so we've looked at escapism of various kinds before i think that is the wonderful thing that reading can offer us is to immerse ourselves in a different world and we've looked at it in the context of sci-fi and fantasy and historical novels that show us completely different ways of living and really good writing just takes you out of yourself and I guess um, the news is very gloomy on all sorts of different aspects at the moment but um, another way of losing yourself is to go to a real culture but one very different from your own and there were so many books I could have chosen um but I've got a selection of three really ace ones for you today okay tell us about the first one things fall apart yeah it's by Chinua Achebe who is a Nigerian writer it's been around since 1958 when he wrote it and it is still considered um perhaps the foremost example of African literature so I think that he he was born in Nigeria and educated I think partly in Nigeria moved to America but realized that the narrative was always from the point of view of the people who colonized Nigeria rather than from Nigerians themselves so he wrote the biography of a chieftain called Okonkwo uh, of the Igbo people and he follows this guy's story and it's got the weight of a Greek tragedy um, about a guy who has a lot of responsibility on his shoulders and is trying to do the best he can. But in so doing and trying to show how powerful and manly he is, he makes some terrible, terrible mistakes and ultimately those cause his downfall. And as his moon wanes, so the British missionaries are arriving in their village, causing fights and strife and culture clash. Uh, and it's tremendously well known and one of the canon that it's really good to, I'm going to, definition of a classic, it's good to have read. Um, but it's not a long book and it's very powerful and very sad as well. Um, so I would recommend it, a really powerful read. Okay, uh, I see here. I mean, this is this is quite a claim, but apparently, this book is is considered to be um, the most widely read book in modern African literature. Yeah, and um, Chinua Achebe is supposed to be the father of African literature, which he always he didn't want that title. And I do wonder whether part of it is about African as well, because um, you know, Nigeria is but one com- country in Africa, and the Igbo are one people within Nigeria, so. Um, maybe he might, I, I'm just putting words in his mouth, but 
there's often a problem, isn't there, with us in the West saying Africa as if it were one country and one culture, you know. Yeah. And actually that is in a way, in a way, not a good thing not to recognise that there are huge cultural and regional peculiarities and, and identities at play there. Okay. I also noticed that this is uh, part of what's called the African Trilogy. Uh, do you... It, do you know much about this trilogy, Claire? Is is this something where this is like part one of a three part story, or you know? Do- well, Okonkwo. Well, I better not say spoiler alert, but <laughs> Okonkwo will not be taking part in the other two parts of this trilogy. This is the only one that I I have read, and it's it's by far the most famous. Um, so the author has been dead for a number of years now, but um, uh, I believe perhaps the, I need to put that... the second book features the grandson of Okonkwo. Is that was that the, the, the yeah. man's name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it, it it features his grandson in the second book. Yeah. Okay, I haven't um, read that yet, but that would be interesting because what must go on, I guess, over the course of the book, is that the Nigerian Igbo culture comes more and more. Um, into conflict with the culture of the the invaders, the colonists, okay. who start with missionaries and then will become presumably people who are commercially trying to exploit these people. Okay, but uh, but the book that you are recommending this time round is called Things Fall Apart. Um, it would look like, from the information I have in front of me here, that whilst this is part of a trilogy, it is very much a standalone novel as well. Yeah. Uh, and um, and yes, it's by Chinua Achibi. And uh, all the books that Claire recommends this month uh, will be found in the description of this episode right now. It's in the podcast notes. So if, if you look there now, in fact, if you look there now, you can already see the next two books that Claire hasn't even talked about yet, but, but will do. Uh, and uh, we'll be back with more from Claire in a moment. Hi, I'm Chris Aikman. Join me, local author Howard Linsky, and St Albans podcast producer Sam Rolfe for this St Albans Film Guide. Each week, one of us will guide you through the new releases at the cinema and on streaming services. We'll also give you our choice of the best films to watch on UK free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. So if you're a film lover, join us for a chat about all things movie-related every week as part of the St Albans podcast. New episodes will be released every Friday morning, for more information, visit sullivanspodcast.com or find us where any good podcasts are found. We're back with literary correspondent Claire Hobber. We are looking at uh, Claire's book choices for the month. And this month, the theme is completely different cultures. So we move from um, Africa to where, Claire, with our next choice? To North America and um, the North American natives the um, Ojibwe tribe and uh, whereas Chinua Achebe's Things Fall Apart was looking at the the coming of the white man to Nigeria and that formed the end of the book uh, this book Love Medicine written by Louise Erdrich is about the North American natives living alongside on reservations living alongside the white colonists so it's further on in their history and uh, it outlines the problems that they have of hanging on to any land at all, of making a living and of um, trying to evade the usual downfall of their people, the alcohol and the gambling. So it's a really interesting book, um, beautifully written. I just read it as part of a book group. And the really interesting thing is, so this is how you get to immerse yourself in another culture. 
they have different notions of time that we have. Now, don't ask me to explain that, but whereas our Western conception is quite linear, they have more of a cyclical, accretive, apparently, version of time. So our reaction to trying to read this was, what? That, that was before that. No, that was after that. And several members of the group ended up with diagrams. They were drawing diagrams, trying to figure out the order that things happened in and okay. who was related to who. I didn't because I just thought, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. And you didn't need to draw diagrams. But I think I think there was a feeling, one was so immersed in another culture that, that you were actually encountering a different way of thinking about time and about relationships, which to me was was wonderful. And yet... Um, the story was completely possible to be followed because it was a series of interrelated short stories about members of the same families over several generations. And, yeah. Okay. Um, I gather that this book uses a lot of humour. Yeah, it is it is amusing. There are some sort of laugh-out-loud moments. There are, there are often moments as well where um, our heroes are getting the better of the white colonists and... Um, particularly lively scene in one of the last short stories about how a factory that's been set up to manufacture tacky uh, tacky American Indian um, souvenirs uh, finally meets its demise. You know, it's a tremendous scene like one of those sort of saloon bust-ups in an old Western, except that this time it's the American natives who are, who are doing that. <laughs> Okay, uh, I gather as well that this this isn't exactly a new book either. So the first one was was written, I think, in the the late fifties, wasn't it? And I believe this one is sometime in the eighties. Am I right? Have I got yeah, that? Yeah, right? it's in nineteen eighty four that it was first written. So Louise Erdrich herself is uh, mixed race. She is partly one of this tribe, and you get the feeling that these stories relate to her own experience and her family's own experience. So. She went on gathering those stories. So it was last revised in 2009. Every time it got revised and reprinted, she had some more stories to go in. So you really are following this, these families over time. Okay. I do find yeah. that interesting sometimes when authors do that, when they revisit earlier works and expand upon them in some way. You know, it, it, it does. I think it, particularly if you, if you were a fan of the original work, you, 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 I, I would be quite interested to think there is more to it that that's come out you know it's it's it, it does uh, Stephen King famously did it with his book the, the stand um, although the stuff that was removed from his book was was removed at the behest of the um, the finance department of the publishers not the editor because they said they couldn't afford to print the book if it was that big and he had to lose I think several hundred pages. This was a mighty tome, as and and so he did. But when he became sort of super famous and able to do what he wanted, he had it reprinted with all the original stuff um, put back in. And I believe the book now is is well over twelve hundred pages um, in in size. But uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's interesting when, when they do that. I, I see here as well that. Um, uh, Louise Erdrich is is considered uh, one of the most significant native writers of the second wave of the American of the Native American Renaissance. Don't know if she gets all of that onto a business card, but that's that's quite a quite a statement there. I would say she doesn't. That that's great, but she doesn't need that. If you know what I mean, she's just a damn good writer. You know, you, I was entranced by her. Okay. by her writing, by her use of words and her storytelling. It was a very satisfying book to read. 
Um, I gather she's also got a background in, in writing poetry and children's books as well. Um, so so I, she must be quite, have, have quite a few literary skills, um, you know, a lot of literary strings to her bow, perhaps. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that she's that versatile. This is very definitely um, for adults. There are lots of issues, I guess, around um, parenting and marriage and... Let's make it sound really dull. When I say parenting, it's who is the father of who and um, women who run households where every child has a different colour hair and um, people, um, I think the readers often invited, invited to admire them, but uh, their neighbours maybe don't. Okay. Um, that sort of thing. So um, it, it's really... It doesn't surprise me that such a great writer has tried to hand at many things. Okay, I, I must read this to you from the blurb. We were uh, we were talking off air about uh, the importance of blurbs and books, and uh, this is the first um, the, the the first sentence of the blurb uh, uh, on this particular edition. It says, "The and, and see if you can spot a mistake." The first book in Louise Erdrich's highly acclaimed Native American trilogy that includes the Beat Queen, Tracks, and the Bingo Palace. That makes four books. Oh, I was, I was listening for a typo in one of oh. them. I was looking puzzled. <laughs> no, so, so her, yes. her trilogy. Tetralogy? Of, What's a te- is it a tetralogy? No, I, I don't know, know, but but it's not a, a quadrology. Quad, quad, a quadru- <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that phrase before, but um, but a trilogy, a trilogy does not normally contain more than three books. But uh, I did say she kept adding to things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But apparently, also this particular series of books now, it's a it's about eight books she's written that are in some way all connected to love medicine so it was more than just a trilogy i'm um, going to read more i'm going to read more of these definitely where i was a little bit hesitant about the chinua achebe which i thought was great but mm. um wasn't an easy read it was it was sad and um magnificent but but this uh, just draws you in so i will be reading more of these definitely yeah it looks like she's published eight and the last one might have been in 2005 of of, of connected to this and while we're talking about mistakes, my first mistake was to download a um, a Kindle version. And uh, I think probably this was published before Kindle and they appear to just have OCR'd it to optical, optical character recognitioned it and right. then not edited it afterwards. And I had to send it back oh. and get my money back. So beware, buy the paper version. <laughs> yeah. Although um, I, I can't remember which book it was now, but I, I bought a book once uh it wasn't kindle but it was another uh, digital one and um and i noticed some layout errors and the and the chapter headings were obscuring the first paragraph of every chapter and uh and, and not only did i get my money back but they fixed it and sent me another copy of the book uh and then the book subsequently had an update with additional bits and they updated the book as well. They, so I don't know if they do that with all digital books, that if they bring out a new edition that sometimes if you've already bought it, you you, you get the latest copy. But I was quite impressed with that. That would, Which provider was that? Can we can we say which provider? Oh, was? I, don't, I don't think I should say it because, um, because I think Apple Books does well enough already without my help. But... <laughs> Well, Kindle were, were absolutely fine about giving me. I've never even tried to do that before because it's kind of weird to yeah. to send back an electronic book. But absolutely no problem. So for anybody else who wants to try it, very easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the the second book that has been selected this month is uh, Love Medicine by Louise Erdrich. Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast One to One with Elspeth. 
Find a local person with a story and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for the St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's one-to-one with Elspeth, part of the St. Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. We're back with one more book choice from our literary correspondent, Claire Hobbert. All this month, uh, the book choices are uh, books that are from completely different cultures. And the final book is is different in a number of ways to books you have recommended previously. You will get onto that, I am sure. But the book is Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. Yeah, so an admission. This is a book I want to read. Uh, I saw the film, which was made in 2018, and it was a delight. And I was considering um, perhaps a more worthy book about another culture, perhaps something about the Indian subcontinent or whatever. And um, But I thought, actually, this is more fun, perhaps, than the other two. It's lighter weight, but it does have some universal themes. So it's a little bit, I've seen it compared with Pride and Prejudice, to be honest, um, the, the sort of comedy of manners around wealth and marriage. And it's about, as it says, crazy rich Asians. So the, the plot is that Rachel, who is an ABC, an American-born Chinese girl, has become very close to her boyfriend, Nick, and he's invited to a wedding back home in Singapore and takes her as his plus one. So the importance of this is that she's going to meet his whole family. And I guess she just pictures a traditional Chinese family insofar as she pictures anything. And she arrives only to discover that he's been keeping a secret from her. He is incredibly, obscenely, unbelievably rich. And his his home is a palace. I can't remember how many swimming pools they have. All their friends are dressed in the height of designer fashion. Um, they are eating and drinking exquisite luxuries at all times of the day and night. And the consequence of this is that her lovely boyfriend, Nick, is the most eligible bachelor in Singapore. And she is the target of much competition from all the other women who were hoping to set their caps at Nick. Um, And she makes friends and enemies over the time that they spend together in Singapore. It sounds wonderful. Now, of course, a lot of people will know this as well from the movie that, um, um, that, that came out that was incredibly popular as well from a couple of years back. Uh, But um, I mean, this sounds, it it sounds like quite a a funny book. I mean, it, it, is this known for its humour? I mean, is 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 that kind of part of 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 what the appeal is to this sort of book? Yeah, it's it's a rom com. So I think the successful rom com is very rare, and that's also why it's you know compared to Pride and Prejudice, which in its you know in its time was a very very funny rom com because they're observing manners and people's weaknesses, and and I guess you know people are people, whether they're 
kind of scratching a living or whether they're incredibly rich they're worried about their they're worried about their status they're worried about they have pride they have jealousy they have all sorts of ugly traits as and some of them turn out to be generous wonderful people as well but uh uh yes so she has to learn to be to compete really in in a an arena that she never even saw she would be part of mm. This book seems a lot of fun as well. You know, the 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 other book choices you've made this month, you know, seem very very worthy choices. But but this one seems like the fun one. Is that is that a fair assessment? Do you think that is why I chose it? <laughs> and um, particularly the Louise Erdrick, though, is a jolly good read. Actually, I was I had I was sneaking off to read that, so I wouldn't mm. say that was too worthy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just. In fact, I watched the film with my family. And we loved it. And then afterwards we said, I'll be bad people for enjoying something so escapist about, um, I guess, the morality of being filthy rich and you're worried about whether your outfit is better than somebody else's, whereas so many people at the moment are worried about whether they can afford food, you know. But but actually it- I'm going to come down on the side of escapism and say, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's fine, isn't it, as escape is fair. I mean, it, it says here as well, it says a perfect depiction of the clash between old money and new money, um, or, or, or as I like to call that sometimes, the have, was it the haves and the have yachts? But, uh, <laughs> I hadn't heard that before. Well, yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, but but yes, it's um, uh, it it does it does sound like a very fun read. Yeah, it 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 does seem like it it, it would be quite an enjoyable um, read. This one. I got curious about the author Kevin Kwan, and I thought, well, does he live? How does he know about this lifestyle? Does he live it? And um, he looks like he's old money. From you know, there are people who've got wiki entries, you know, up to sort of three generations in his family. I think. Wow. And uh, and if he wasn't crazy rich before, he certainly is. Um, since the publication of his book, he's had various records. Like, so there are two sequels to this as a trilogy, uh, but it's about the same Nick and Rachel. And uh, oh, and and rather unusually, this trilogy has three books in it. Then it, it does. Apparently, no. that's the classic way to do it. <laughs> but they at one point they occupied all three positions uh, the top three positions of the new york times bestseller list which is quite a boast mm. so he must have made a lot of a lot of money it says that. here it's been translated into more than 30 languages the film was the highest grossing romantic comedy of of the decade and uh, in 2018 the author was named by time magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in the world no less I wow, fell just outside that. I think I was about 102. I don't, you know, <laughs> but, but they only tell you the time. I was 101, I think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would so. have said so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so so that's that's Claire's third book choice this time around. That's Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. Uh, the choices that Claire has made can be found uh, in the episode notes of this uh, this podcast right now. Also, you can find it on our website, stalbanspodcast.com. Now, Claire is a creative writing tutor as well. And Claire, you've got a new course coming up uh, in January, haven't you, starting uh, on the 17th of January? Yes, I've been working with Books on the Hill and we've done a couple now very successful courses where uh, the objective is to discuss and highlight and do some exercises around basic techniques in writing. So um, how to give your imaginative ideas the force of really good writing. So we'll be looking at questions like 
how do you get good pace in a piece of writing? How do you edit it to make it the most effective writing? And how do you give the right point of view when you're writing? So who's through whose eyes are you seeing the story? So we're dealing with really um, fundamental techniques like that. And we're also using writing prompts and produces, producing pieces of writing each week and reviewing each other's writing. So it's been such a privilege to be on this course with um, a great bunch of people so far. And But it's equally um, available. Newcomers can sign up and we'll be able to take a lot away from the upcoming sessions. And this happens in the atmospheric reading room of in Books on the Hill. Is that right? Yes. So there's this little upstairs room. Well, I say little, it's not that little. It's But it's like Dumbledore's study. It's book lined with these ancient books. And it's got these star shaped lanterns hanging from the ceiling, benches with cushions. And uh, and just for me, a whiteboard now, which rather ruins it. But I think they took it away when I'm not there. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's a wonderful place with these old windows looking out onto a courtyard. And we uh, we discuss and then we sit and write in quiet for a bit and then we we read back and it's just such a lovely intimate creative atmosphere everybody I think just feels very at ease there okay if you want to know more about uh, that course that is starting on the 17th of January Tuesday the 17th of January from 10 a.m to 12 noon then again look uh, in the episode notes right now and you can find the link to uh, the more details about that course and you can also find that on our website stalbanspodcast.com uh, Claire thank you very much for uh, for joining us once again um, and uh, we will have you back around about the same time next month thanks Danny looking forward to it. And uh, thanks as well to, to you for listening. Uh, the St. Norman's podcast will be back uh, next week. We've got more episodes of uh, our other shows uh, coming up. Uh, we've got the Film Guide coming up on uh, Friday. And then there's the Dagnall Street Baptist Church virtual service that comes out on Sunday mornings. And One to One with Elspeth, it comes out on Mondays. Find out more on our social media channels where we are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Well, if... Elon Musk hasn't kicked us off one of those yet. Uh, we are at St. Albans Podcast. And also you can find out more on our website, stalbanspodcast.com. See ya. Thanks for listening to this edition of the St. Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a podcast platform of your choice. This will help us reach more listeners. Join us, the St. Albans Podcast, next Wednesday for more news, views and reviews. In the meantime, commit no nuisance. Produced by Samantha Rolfe. Logo and artwork by David Ellis. This is an independent production in association with the Heart Advertiser. If you would like to become a community partner or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit stalbanspodcast.com for more details.